Okay, this might be my favorite episode so far, at least my favorite episode with a guest because Kaylin Thompson is seriously one of the most beautiful souls I have ever met and she is so full of wisdom and you all are seriously in for such a treat. Today we are talking about operating in our joy or using our joy to discover our strength. And this is one of the most powerful conversations I have ever had. It had it literally blew my mind. It really changed the way, it reframed the way I think about who I am, what my strengths are, the way that I look at my day-to-day and discovering the things that bring me true joy and what would be my strengths from those things. And Kaylin is going to walk you through how to do just that in today's podcast episode as well. Now, for those of you that don't know who Kaylin Thompson is, she is a leadership coach for entrepreneurial leaders. She helps entrepreneurs successfully step into their leadership role, understand their leadership style, and build their dream team so they can scale their dream company. She's also a wife and a mom to a beautiful little girl, and she has one on the way. And she's an official honorary Gilmore girl, like your homegirl right here. And she has literally watched 1,300 episodes and counting. I'm pretty sure I've watched just as many episodes but I've actually never counted them. <laughs> you can find Kaylin um, on Instagram mainly, and she also has a podcast called the Joy to Lead Podcast. She's the founder of Joy to Lead. I will have all those links for you in the show notes so you can connect with her, get to know her, like um, definitely want to tag her when you post this um, episode to your stories. If you're on Instagram, when you take a screenshot of this and you post it and you tell us what blew your mind from this episode, be sure to tag her as well as me because I know she would love to hear from you and would love to know what you got from this episode. Now, Kaylin is a leadership coach who works with lead, with um, entrepreneurs, but this particular conversation is not for entrepreneurs. This conversation is for mothers. So we are speaking about this from a motherhood standpoint and how as mothers, we often struggle to discover our strengths and oftentimes really struggle to even have joy throughout our day. So how in the world would we even use our joy to to operate in our strengths or to discover our strengths, right? So that's why um, we're having this conversation because this is so crucial. It's so crucial that we that we really do this work to be part of our redefining our motherhood narrative, that work that I'm always talking to you all about, about redefining your narrative. This is part of that work. This is very very, very important. So I encourage you to just lean in, dive in, take some notes if you're able to play this episode multiple di- multiple times, download it to your phone so you can listen to it because Kaylin asks you some great questions in the episode. She gives you some great examples and she it really just gives you so much to walk away with. Also, lastly, before I jump into the to the show, she is going to be our guest speaker um, this Sunday inside MMA. So if you don't know, I like to have guest speakers um, almost every month, I would say, maybe every other month. And so Kaylin is going to be our guest speaker this Sunday, and she is going to be diving even deeper into this very topic, but it's going to be more hands-on workshop style. So she's really going to bring her A game, some fire to our workshop and just to make sure that you are 
aware, MMA is always open. You can always join us. Just head to carolinejsummon.com slash join. You join MMA and then you can come on in to this really powerful workshop. You can hear Carolyn speak. And of course, you can get access to all the other workshops and mini courses that are that have already happened and all the future ones that are going to happen as well. All right, without further ado, let's welcome Kaylin to the show. Welcome to Meant for This with Caroline J. Sumlin, a podcast for the modern Christian mama who wants to redefine the current narrative and unapologetically show up for what she's been called to in the home, community, marketplace, and the world in that order. Here, you will find tools, resources, education, and inspiration that will help you break free from burnout, get focused, live on purpose, and manage it all with grit and grace, because you are meant for this life that God has called you to. Hey, Kaylin, welcome to the show. Hey, Caroline. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm excited too. I've been waiting for this moment for quite some time. Um, Me too. (laughs) Yeah, we have been friends for such a long time and really watching you step into this latest um, business, your role as being a leadership coach, honing in on your zone of genius and flourishing in that has been so amazing to watch. And I just, every single time you speak, you get on Instagram stories. I just soak in all of your goodness and just, I'm just like, I, I actually know her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't just follow you because you're like someone to follow. Like I follow other people that they don't know me, but I feel like I know that, you know how it is. And you follow people, but because yes. you watch your stories all the time, you feel like they know you, but they don't know you exist. I actually know you. So I feel kind of legit when I like, Oh, you, know, you are. You're totally legit. <laughs> Stories. Um, but tell tell us, I've of course introduced you in the beginning, but tell us more about you, your role as a leadership coach, more about you, um, Kaylin, what you do, what you stand for, all the details, spill the tea. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. <laughs> Let me tell you my life story. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey guys, I'm a leadership coach. My name's Kaylin Thompson. I am the founder of Joy to Lead. And um, actually I was just talking with my mastermind today about joy and why that's such a huge component of my brand. And to be honest, it's the foundation of my brand because I struggle with joy the most. I am a leadership coach and my foundation is this pursuit of joy and everything that I, I teach and believe in is founded on the belief that joy fuels us in our strengths as leaders, as mothers, as humans. And I believe that so deeply because I can feel that need in my own life every single day. Um, that's what drives me and everything that I do. Um, I'm a mom of a two and a half year old. I got to do some math. Let's see. She's almost three, actually. Isn't that just on the way? <laughs> yes, I know. Congratulations. You were there, I think, when with my first. I think we were, that's kind of like when we became friends, like right there. Yeah, I think you were pregnant with your first when I met you. I I do. This one is actually, so Millie's Millie's birthday is July 21st, and this one's due July 26th. So uh, we're going to have, we're going to have one coming pretty quick. So I'm a mom of two, or I guess one and (laughs) (laughs) 1.01. 
Um, and, uh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. We just moved here about a year ago, but then with, with COVID, we still kind of feel like we're new. We haven't really gone out and explored anywhere. Um, I, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's who I am and what I do and what I love. Um, my foundation is joy because gosh, I need it every second of every day. And, um, I'm not a naturally joyful person. So mm. that is what I have to strive for all the time. And I just really see that effect. There's such a difference when you follow your joy, you let yourself be curious and just play in your strengths and treat life like an adventure. When you can feel that freedom, when I feel that freedom, that's when I'm most alive. That's when my leadership is on fire. My relationships are so, are just thriving and I'm thriving in motherhood. So that's what I strive to teach and uh, give to everyone that's in my community. Wow. That there's, ooh, there's so much to impact. There. There's so much goodness that the, I, I have to say that I was, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You said you're not a Why? natural joy. Cause you said you're not a natural oh, joyful girl. person. I'm, I'm like, wait, <laughs> but you, it, that's so beautiful because the guys, like all the listeners just stop right now and just listen to this. God equips you. You don't already have to be naturally. So I, I, I firmly believe that the yes. things that we struggle with the most are the things mm-hmm. that he equips us to lead in. That's Ooh, what I'm finding. Goosebumps. <laughs> yes. You know, I was just in my mom's group on, on Wednesday and um, we're reading this book by Paul David Tripp called Parenting uh, 14 Gospel Principles that do something. I don't know the rest of the title, 14 gospel principles that uh, will change the way you parent or something like that. Um, But one thing that he said really hit me is that uh, God didn't call you because you were able. He called you because you were unable. And that's where his grace comes in to take you the rest of the way. And I was like, holy crap, I can take that into every area of my life, not just motherhood. And there are some areas in my business too, that I just need to give up, give in, let grace flow in. And it's that it's literally his grace that carries me every single day. I don't even realize it. I don't, I take it for granted every second. And um, yeah, I just got to come clean and be honest that I'm not naturally joyful. I have to work for it. It's the grace without grace there would not be a single ounce of joy in my life. I would not know what it tastes like, feels like, what it sounds like to come out of my mouth. Uh, it would, it wouldn't be there. I'd just be empty. And my husband, if he's listening to this, is probably going to be saying now, yes, she comes clean. <laughs> Cause I do, I don't want anyone to, you know, see me on Instagram and think that it's a facade or think that I'm just, I am only this way all the time that, you know, when I come on Instagram, I'm alive and I am joyful and there's energy pouring out, but also behind the scenes, I struggle and um, I get irritated. I get impatient. I'm selfish. uh, I'm angry. And uh, that's not who I want to be. And that's why I'm working toward not being that person. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm, I'm right there with you. I, 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 I struggle with the same thing with wanting to make sure that like, well, let me ask you this. Do you ever have those moments where, when you are struggling with, with being joyful, where you feel unequal, like you, you get that imposter syndrome or feel like as ill-equipped or unequipped. I'm not sure if that, whatever the right word is to not Mm -hmm. then teach or lead in 
the area that you're teaching. Oh me, my god, a direct struggle because I definitely <sighs> struggle with that when I have yes. moments of irritation or anger towards my children or um, a day where I like my time got away from me and I didn't like fix it well or something along those lines or I barely got time to. Um, work in my business and I'm supposed to, because of how I teach moms to be able to do both, I'm supposed to be able to do it well every day. Like I tell you know what I'm saying? You tell yourself these lies. Mm -hmm. And so when you are struggling in these areas and you, you don't want to follow the routine or you don't want to be joyful or you, you don't want to be around your kids today, or you don't maybe want to take that business call or you don't feel like showing up in that way. Do you ever have those moments where it's like you talk yourself and tell yourself that you're like, you're not the right person for this or why are you even doing this? Oh gosh. Every, like almost every second of every day. And I think what I realize it, it comes back to what you just said earlier. Like he calls us. Um, I think you spoke to something like, you know, our greatest, our deepest needs mm-hmm. are where our purpose lies. Yes. You know, the biggest gaps within ourselves. That's where we have to feel like we have to invite him in mm-hmm. and gosh, aren't we stronger in those areas once we do. And then only then we are then equipped to go teach and lead in those areas. So I think that's the most important part to me is to remember to how I'm refueling, how I'm refocusing, because if I do show up with an empty shell in that area, in that space, without inviting him in, without letting that grace pour in, without letting him lead me and fuel me, then I am showing up as only half of myself it is ingenuine and inauthentic. And so it's a constant battle every single day to remember to put my ego aside and to show up and let him fuel me. And gosh, as I'm speaking this right now, I'm just, I'm even feeling convicted right now. Like it needs to be more of a priority for all of us and for me as well. Um, But yes, I feel that all the time. And um, I think I was also telling a mastermind member today um because you know we we're not the only ones feeling this way every single person does yeah and it's the fact that we do feel this way we do feel inadequate and we feel unable I think that's also proof that this is where we're supposed to be because leadership like if you think about why leaders exist why do we even need them it's because they bring about a brighter future they're leading us to a brighter future that future exists outside of our comfort zone because we're com- we're comfortable in the here and now. And if we're comfortable here, why, why would we want to change if that brighter future is over here? So we need leaders to bridge that gap, to pull us out of that comfort zone into the discomfort zone. And that's a very vulnerable place to be. It hurts. We're stretching. We're growing. Leaders have to live there. And so I would wager a guess that leaders are telling themselves those lies every single day because they are living in discomfort. And so I would say, if you're seeing and feeling those things, like I'm inadequate, I'm not able, I'm not supposed to be here. Gosh, I'm getting goosebumps because I'm like, these are the things that I told myself and am still telling myself every single day. You have to take them captive and say, no, no, you're proof that I'm where I'm supposed to be. I'm uncomfortable. This is where I live. And this is my purpose because I'm driving a brighter future. That's where we're supposed to be in that place. That is so good. And that's where God equips us. Imagine when we stay in a comfortable place, do we need him? 
Absolutely nope. not. He wants the, the, the whole, like, yes, of course he cares about um, us, you know, fulfilling our calling and that he's given us callings to fulfill. And it's, I love it. It's just my, one of my favorite things about God, one of salvation's number one, but one of my favorite <laughs> things about the Lord. And that's amazing, but he cares more about our character and more about us as a person, more about us needing him and being co- directly connected to him, being in relationship to him, um, you know, being he, him being our vine, like that's, that's what he cares the most about. And so when he pulls us into those uncomfortable places, he, he's like, I'm, I'm going to make this hurt. I'm, because I'm, because yeah. the work I'm doing is so good and it's not, it's not going to get done and you're not going to grow and you're not going to bear fruit unless you are uncomfortable and you allow my grace in to show you, yeah, you're not able, but with me, you're able. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, a beautiful thing. And I love, I love what you said when you were introducing yourself about um, you, you, the, the importance of, of course, joy being one of the foundations of everything. But you said something about um, living life like an adventure and really just walking in your strengths and having fun with them and, and the joy being the center and the foundation of that as well. And um, my question for you, and one of the biggest things I wanted to wanted to dive into with you is how do we go about identifying those strengths? Especially because as moms, oh man, I... I feel like so many of us don't remember or, or don't know what those are. I've had women mm-hmm. come to me and say, you know, I, I used to, to want this, but I've been a mom for so long, or I used to be good at this, but I kind of never got to pursue it. And I don't even know if I'm good at that anymore. I know that I kind of like this, but I'm not quite sure. And I just, you know, we get so lost in the monotony sometimes of motherhood, which you know, another conversation for another time. I know we can find the joy and the strengths in there too. And that's super important. And I know it, it all goes, and I should, I shouldn't say for another time, it goes hand in hand. But what I'm trying to mm-hmm. say is I think when moms aren't practicing maybe some of those strengths that are more so outside of the home, right? Maybe a mom that is a gifted writer, or maybe a mom that is a gifted um, pianist, you know, who, whatever that could be. Um, and I'm, I know there's a lot of other strengths out there. I was just kind of using those as an example, but you know, when you're in the mundane of taking care of your children, you feel like you never did anything that strength, what's a strength? Like, how do, how do I even have those anymore? How do I identify those? How, how do yeah, we do I that? think it's, I think it's important to first note that there's a difference between skills and strengths and talents mm-hmm. and strengths. Okay. Strengths are your innate gifts that you are kind of born with that you bring to anything that you, that you do. Um, and, and there are things that you apply and you can pull out uh, in different situations. And of course, different strengths lend themselves more easily to different skills of you are, gosh, I can't think of any, um, if you are a great listener, you're very intuitive, you might be a better writer because you're a better observer. Those are natural strengths that you can bring to any situation, but they might manifest in different skills. You might be better at writing um, versus mathematics. And I'm pulling myself as an example. I'm a great human observer. I can, very intuitive. I can hear people's hearts when they're talking to me. Um, and I, I listen, I can feel humans. And then I, I turn that into writing. I can write things that connect with people. I'm not great at math. <laughs> I'm not great at many things. 
So there's a difference between skills and strengths. And so that might be some of the biggest or one of the biggest roadblocks for women who are mothers who are trying to reconnect with their strengths and discover who they are as their identity because they might be labeling themselves by skills that they are struggling to apply in their life. But it's important to shed that for a minute and then to remember that your strengths are a part of who you are and you can show up in them no matter what you do every single day. And so there are some uh, great tools that we can use to start to discover our strengths. But I'll first say that it's a never-ending journey because your strengths can evolve and they can grow. And it's also a part of, it's a journey of self-awareness and self-discovery. And um, for some of us, there's going to be a lot of reconnecting because we may have been massively disconnected from being able to um, be self-aware and connect with ourselves and connect with our identity for a long time. And so we may be on a journey of reconnecting to ourselves, learning how to listen to ourselves and when we haven't been listening to ourselves for a long time. So a lot of the times when we start to get on this journey of discovering our strengths, we want to dive into tests like personality tests or strengths finder is a big one. Um, There's the DISC assessment, which shows how you motivate or how you are motivated in a work environment. Um, There's the Colby that measures different skill levels and talents. Um, And then, I mean, there's just so many. There's the Enneagram, so many personality tests um, that are out there and strength tests. But I would use those as a supplementary tool only after you have learned to reconnect and listen to yourself. And for some people, that journey may be longer than others. So first, I would just begin by like kind of observing uh, observing yourself and take as long as you need. Like you may need to spend a month just like listening to yourself, watching yourself, like go throughout your days and just notice when do you feel alive and when do you feel drained? And what are you doing during those, those times? You know, you may feel incredibly alive when you're reading with your children. You may feel really in flow when you get to sit down and write an email. You might feel really in flow when you're getting creative in the kitchen. When do you feel in flow? And by flow, I just mean when do you kind of lose track of time? When do you find yourself feeling, I enjoy this and I'm having a good time. And it could be 15 minutes that passes or 30. I don't know because you're in the flow. You're in the moment. You're kind of, you're present and you're enjoying it. And then when are some moments that you feel really drained and it feels like you have to kind of push to succeed at that task or push to kind of get through the task and you're counting down the seconds until you're done with that thing. Um, Digging in and starting to listen to those times, you can start to see, okay, well, what, what does that say about me? Why do I love that moment? Why am I so good at this moment, at this thing? What kind of strengths does that show that I have? And how am I using them? So we start to just listen to ourselves and you can journal about it. I actually highly encourage people to journal through this because then you can start to go back and circle things that you see over and over and over and over again through the pages. 
And then after you've start to, you know, start to have a conversation with yourself, I encourage you to sit down with loved ones and ask them, what strengths do you see in me? What do you love about me? I'm your go-to person for what? Fill in the blank. When you have this kind of problem, you always think of me. And what I love about taking this approach is you first listen to yourself, then you listen to loved ones who care about you, who are close to you, who observe you outside of yourself. And then once you've started to formulate and get an idea and a sense of what your strengths are, then go go use those personality tests. Don't dive into the personality tests and then look for things in your life that kind of align with them or don't. That's what I do. You know, I, I found out I'm, I'm, I'm an Enneagram four. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to pull this out. I'm going to pull that out. But um, you're a unique individual. And yes, you can take all these strengths, personality tests or whatever. Those are quizzes. Those are tests. And even if they tell you the truth, you will be a much stronger person to derive the truth by listening to yourself first, to pave that pathway between your brain and your heart and begin to recognize and observe yourself. That is leadership. That is self-leadership, being self-aware, pursuing self-discovery, paving that pathway, being able to listen to who you are. Then you have control over who you are. Then you can take all the tests you want and have at it, but make sure it's a continual process where you never stop listening to yourself, to your loved ones. Go ahead and take all those tests, but never stop the journey. That was a long way to answer your question. No, <laughs> there I, it is. I was like, she can just talk forever. Like this is so, this is so <laughs> good. I was, oh man, I, I was really in it. I was, I, I was like feeling frustrated that I didn't have a notebook. And then I reminded myself, Caroline, you're the one that's recording the podcast <laughs> and it's recorded and you're going to edit it and you're going to hear it a million other times. You're going to write show notes about it. Like, hello, you're going to be fine. I was like, I'm missing everything. I don't have a notebook. Um, but wow, <laughs> everything that you, you said was amazingly powerful and so much of what I, I was not expecting to hear when I'm thinking about Ooh. strengths, you know, and, and, and it's like, I, I kind of knew, like, of course, you know, I, I used, I use the examples of, you know, of, excuse me, let me say that again. I use the example of pianist or writer and those, you're right. Those are, those are skills. And um, I'm thinking, especially because I, I do tend to think in that way. I, I'm, I was kind of mm-hmm. putting those together and, definitely totally wrong in that. And I think a lot of people probably make that mistake because we do have a tendency, especially in the world that we live in today, to attach our identities to the things that we do. Ooh, um, and yes. we are, are, you know, whether we're good at it or not, and of course, whether we succeed at it or not, or whatever that may be. And you shed a, a completely different light in that. And, and actually, I've been doing some of this work without even realizing it, just yeah. because I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to really get to know myself better and understand like, why am I, why am I struggling right now? Why am I not struggling right now? And there's definitely days where everything feels like a drain. Mm -hmm. And then I'll have days where I really feel like you said in flow, 
where I'm flowing well in my motherhood, I'm flowing well in my business and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm wondering actually, I I feel when when you were speaking, I I was, I was imagining the listener who, let me, let me say this. I I was thinking about the days where everything feels hard, right? Because Mm -hmm. I didn't sleep well that night and exhaustion, you know, um, maybe you're getting ready to have your cycle or, you know, you're, you're in a season of having really difficult meltdowns with your, your kids, or you haven't had a break and you're running on fumes. And so no matter what, everything feels like a drain. And you don't remember the last time that you've even ever been able to feel present or been able to feel in flow, like you say, in our everyday tasks where our strengths are supposed to be able to show up in everything. What, what would you say to the mom that it's like, that's my everyday, like Caroline saying she has some days that are more difficult, but I have more days that aren't because I'm very aware of myself. I'm, I, I, I do have, you know, my systems and routines in place to try to pour back into myself and make sure that I am able to operate from a place of, of, you know, my cup being more full and I'm recognizing now and my cup is less full, but there's a lot of moms listening to this that are still working on just getting a drop back into their bucket. And that's really hard for them right now. And so they may feel discouraged because they're like, well, I never feel in that way. So what would you say to that mom that is in that season of life? You know, our strengths can get tired too. Um, If you think about your strengths, like a muscle, I mean, I love going to the gym. I love, I love lifting heavy weights, but you can't do that every day Uh, because what happens is your muscles tear down. They literally break down and then you have to rest appropriately and provide ample nutrition so that they repair stronger than they were before. But if you show up every day lifting the same heavy, heavy weight, your muscles tear down and tear down and tear down and they never have a chance to repair. And so we have to start looking at our strengths in the same way. And actually, you might talk about this later when we chat a little bit about weaknesses, um, but our weaknesses are oftentimes our strengths when they're overused, uh, when we've really just run them down. Um, you know, like, I mean, if, if I'm a great connector, I love talking to people that can become a weakness. If I can't focus on my work or my task at hand, um, there are shadow sides to our strengths. Uh, there are, you know, our, oftentimes our greatest weaknesses or our strengths when they begin to either break down or they're overused or they're uncontrolled and they're overrun. Um, so just like you said, I mean, that, that's why, you know, anyone listening to this who is feeling that way, you got to work with Caroline because you have to. Like, I, I know, I mean, I'm a mother, I'm a business owner, I'm a wife, I'm, I'm a human. And I know that it is hard to prioritize yourself when at the end of the day, you are exhausted and you want to binge Netflix, but you know that after you do that binge, you are not filled up and you're just trying to figure out how to refuel yourself with more energy when it requires energy to do anything. When you have no energy, you're on zero, you're burnout, your strengths are depleted, your muscles are depleted, your brain is depleted. You got to work with Caroline so she can help you add some (laughs) blank space and breath into your life. It has to be a priority. 
our strengths, you know, even, you know, we have to give ourselves some grace. And sometimes that means life will be messy. That means things don't get done. And we have to retrain our brain to let them be okay with that so that you can rest. Um, Because when you're feeling that exhaustion, it is literal burnout. Burnout is a literal actual term. It's not just this thing that we talk about. It is literal uh, mental, physical, spiritual, holistic exhaustion caused by chronic stress. And that happens mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. It affects every part of you as a human. It has to be taken seriously when you're feeling burnout. You have to take those red flags and say stop and take drastic action for your own health. I know it's tough because I'm there every single day. Um, but honestly, if I showed you a tour around my room, you would see that there is piles of clothes that um, are clean and need to be folded. <laughs> but tomorrow I might forget that they're clean and I might wash them again. And who cares? <laughs> I did that the other day. <laughs> so that <laughs> they're extra clean. Okay, guys. Clean. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> oh my gosh. But that that is oh that is so important. And that actually really um that that is a great segue into into the, the next question, I, I might actually have to rephrase this a little bit because you were just saying like, you, you know, it's hard. We, we know we, we are there too. Like both Kaylin and I also wrestle with making sure that we're adhering to the boundaries and routines and systems that we set in place in order to be able to create that space in order to, to do our hardest to prevent the burnout and then when it does happen, because we are human and it does happen to us too, to like you said, take the drastic action, which I love that you said drastic, because we do not treat burnout like it is a drastic thing. Now, I mean, if your kitchen was on fire, would you just be like, oh, I'll take care of it tomorrow? No, you would freaking turn all the faucets on in your house. You would call 911. Like, yes. You got to treat it like that. <laughs> yes, that that is like that that that's a tweet. That's a quote. That's probably going to go on Instagram when I promote this episode, low key, because th- that is huge, and we we have to treat it like that. But that is something that, a- as mothers, w- women in general, let's be real. Yeah, yeah. But and then especially as mothers, really have a hard time giving ourselves permission to. To, to do to first be able to actually really deal with our burnout and feel worthy of dealing with our burnout. And then of course, segueing back into strengths, we struggle with giving ourselves permission to identify strengths, walk in strengths, live in strength, walk and live in a place of, of boldness, of confidence, of joy, of yeah, I'm awesome. And I, and I, and I'm creating an awesome life and I love my awesome life and I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it. We we're very comfortable in a, in a, I I'm not worthy. I, 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 I deserve the burnout and the messy mm. is it's even though it's, it's so exhausting and it's so frustrating and I, I, I want it to change kind of, but, but it's also comfortable because it's all that I've known. And as soon as we start to actually imagine or think of, or even actually begin to feel a glimpse of a life that feels like it's 
the one that we were wanting, but we actually start to feel it. You know what I'm saying? Like we actually begin to get rid of some of that burnout. We begin to actually Mm -hmm. walk in some of those strings. We begin to pursue something a little bit over here and, and, oh, we, we get scared. Like we, we, we freeze up, we clam up. Sometimes we we look for reasons to, to bring the fire back into the kitchen. Let's light it again. (laughs) You know, why is that? Why do you think, (laughs) why do you think it is that, that we women struggle with this so much? Cause I, I, the last time I checked, I don't think men do this in the same way. I'm sure they have things that they struggle with in these areas, kind of, you know what I'm saying? But not in the same mm-hmm. way that women do where we just really self-deprecate in this area. Mm. You know, maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know the answer, but we can definitely chat about it. Maybe it has something to do with the fact that when we're walking in strengths, we're growing, we're moving forward. And that takes us back to that, you know, out of our comfort zone when we're yeah. feeling good and alive, then we're recalled to our purpose and mission, which is work. And that's movement forward. It's movement out of where we are. And that's scary. And, you know, we're probably not consciously thinking of that, you know, the moment like everything's going right. We're like, oh, I'm pursuing my mission now. Let's go. I'm in, I'm vulnerable and uncomfortable. I'm scared. And, you know, there's responsibility too. When you're working in your strengths and you're feeling good, you have energy to do things and move forward, there's a lot more responsibility on your shoulders because that's what, you know, leadership is. You, if you're called to leadership and which we all are, if you have strengths, you're called to lead in those strengths. And that looks different for everybody. Um, but leadership is simply, you know, creating a better, brighter future using your strengths. And that is work. You know, that is, that is the work that we are, hu- that we as humans are called to do, create a better tomorrow. Uh, using the strengths that we have. And so when we're feeling good and aligned, and I guess that's just more responsibility. And then, you know, we feel comfortable in our cages that we create around ourselves because it's, it's known, you know, um, how far you can flex. And, you know, when you're hustling, you know, like if your kitchen's on fire, (laughs) you're, you're, that you're kind of contained. And you're there and you can control that and you are controlled. It's a more manageable environment, but it's also chronic stress. Yeah. Not moving forward. So I don't know the answer. That's my answer. Yeah. No, I think, I think that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And something else that kind of came to mind when you said that is that we have to not only work to get there, we've got to work to stay there, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that is, like you said, it's work. You know, we, I think sometimes we over, what is the word I'm thinking of right now? That's not it. Um, over. Analyze? No. Um, when something is, you know how they say like Instagram makes like business look over, we over like sexualize it. I don't know if sexual. The word. Oh, like romanticized? There it is. There we go. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I know this word a lot because I'm Enneagram 4, and that's like one thing that we do. Like, if you look up Enneagram 4, it says they heavily over romanticize everything. Like, okay. okay, great. Thank you. <laughs> may or may not keep this in the episode. This may be a well, you should. End or you should. 
keep it in there. Um, keep it. <laughs> we tend to over romanticize walking in purpose, calling mission, right? Yeah, we feel like it has to be this rainbows and yeah. Everything, there's like rainbows coming out of me. I feel confirmed every day. I'm self-assured every Mm -hmm. single second of every day. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When we're really walking in that, like that, that is when not, not only is the work harder because God is requiring more of us. Excuse me. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Oh, girl, you're fine. <laughs> Listen, I am pregnant. You don't even want to know what comes out. <laughs> also, keep this in there. <laughs> See the behind oh the scenes really goes on. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what was I even saying? Um, when, we're, when we're walking in purpose, we're walking in mission, um, you know, we're, we're really... God, God is calling more out of us. He's requiring mm-hmm. more work from us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, more responsibility. So it's, there's actually, it actually is harder. Like it's actually, it actually. Yeah, because feels, we're unable. Yes, exactly. Coming back he to exactly. The unequipped. Yes, that's, what yep. it, that's, that's exactly what it is. And because, but, but, and then words, Caroline, I think because we get to that point of that realization of being unable. We then come back to the loop of disqualifying ourselves and saying, we're not worthy. We don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not actually strong in this. This is not a strength. I thought it was, but it's not. No, and I we... just realized, but I'm listening to you right now. And I'm like, what if that was worship? What if that was praise? You know, we say I'm unable, like as if it's like this derogatory thing that we like hammer down on ourselves. But what if we lifted that up as praise? I'm unable. I'm not worthy, but I'm here because you've called me here. It's your grace that gets me through. What if we took all those lies that keep coming at us and like just shouted them back as praise? Yes. Yes, that's that's what we're that's what we are supposed to do in worship and praise. Yeah, and it's but it's we will we'll do it on a Sunday, but are we going to do it on a Wednesday when we're really in the thick of it? And we we did yell, but yet we know our like like well I I, I will have a, a follow up question about examples of strengths, but let's just pretend we one of the strengths that we have is a mother's listening to this and they know that one of their strengths is really being in tune with their children's emotions and really having the ability to work with those kids' emotions. But then they have a day where they snap and they're not walking in that. They're not exercising that or whatever that looks like. And so they trick themselves into thinking, oh my goodness, like I'm terrible. I, I, I failed. I'm not strong in this. I thought I was, but it was all a facade because of course we spiral downhill and we go from one extreme to the other. That's happening on a Wednesday afternoon when things are really hard and in those moments is when we need to come back and say, I am unable. I'm taking these thoughts captive of, of lying to myself in a derogatory way, but more so saying like, yes, because like my flesh is unable. But when the spirit of the, of the whole, of, excuse me, when the spirit of God lives in me, I am then able again because it's his strength and it's mm-hmm. his spirit and his power. His strength is what gives us our strengths and enables 
our strengths, right? Because like we're created and like he created us. And so we really wouldn't even have these strengths if it wasn't for him in the first place. So it makes so much sense mm-hmm. that we have to lean in him to use them. I don't know. I just felt like a kid in a candy store for a second because I was like, it makes sense now. <laughs> See, that, that that's how I describe joy. Like when we're using our strengths, I I really feel like we're supposed to be kids unwrapping Christmas presents on Christmas morning. Mm. Like just totally just like I'm thinking of my two-year-old. Like every time, like I can just like literally just like pick up a leaf off the ground and I can say, look at this, Millie, I got this for you. And she says, oh, thank you, mommy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Like she just, she loves receiving. And that's what we should be with our strengths when we open them up. And God is just right there, like soaking in, like we're, we're mothers here. We know how it feels to give something to our kids and have them play with it for hours or just love it and give us a hug. And like, we know to an extent, like that's just scratching the surface of how God feels when he sees us, like really digging into our strengths and exploring them and like letting them manifest more and more and deeper and deeper and richer and richer every single day. He wants to see that. And I think we do that through like playing in them through seeing life as a kind of adventure. And it's easy for me to say that it's harder for me to live it. Yeah. When every day I have this plan of exactly how I think my life should go. And it does not go that way. Every day I wake up and I think, Today, I'm going to tackle my bathrooms and those are going to be spotless clean. And have I touched them? No. I mean, also like I'm pregnant and so everything is harder, but I also resent that as an excuse. (laughs) But like life throws you things and we decided to potty train on a whim today. We're just like, let's just get it over with and start doing it. And so that has been its own thing. Um, But yeah, life just you have to treat it like an adventure and with adventures, there are obstacles, there are struggles. I mean, me and my husband just got done binging all the Lord of the Rings. And I mean, talk about questioning your purpose every second of every day. Like they, those people went on a year and a half long trek and wondered every second, are we supposed to be doing this? Wouldn't it just be easier if we turned back and didn't have to fight and do all these things? Um, and that's like a really nerdy example, but <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. So I'm just over here like, yeah, sure. That's a great. Totally, yeah. The ring and, you know, Mordor and bad stuff. There's bad people, good people, and they fight. Perfect. <laughs> there that, you go. That literally sums it up. Like you got it. <laughs> perfect. I've seen all of them. <laughs> oh. You know, I love when you say play in your strengths and before we move I want what we'll we'll do I want to do a question on weaknesses as well but one last question in the strengths arena is do you think you could for the mom that's listening right now and maybe she's thinking about her day and she is mm-hmm. thinking like okay you know I really do like even when I am exhausted like I do light up in this area I really do um just do this so naturally naturally well and you were kind of giving some examples before like cooking or reading to your kids or you know other other things that we as as moms do it and there you know there's moms that are listening that work as well there's moms that are listening that might have a side hustle or a hobby um as well so i want to speak to to all kind of facets of that but do you have just some um maybe 
three examples of, okay, if you notice you really do this well, that an example of a strength might be this. So if you notice that you really come alive when you are cooking meals for your family, that's just like one of your things that you love to do. Um, Or um, I have a, I have a student in MMA who is a homesteader. She loves it. Like loves homesteading, doesn't like meal planning and gets frustrated (laughs) with that aspect of it, but loves homesteading. And she really comes alive in that. Like what would be an example of like, how would she take that knowledge of knowing that's something that she loves or comes alive in, but then be able to attach a strength to that? You know what I'm saying? Especially for someone that may not really be aware of what like a like for me, I need a word bank. I need a list. Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, it, this is difficult because it's about self awareness first, and not looking at a word bank and pick and choosing <laughs> what you think you are. That's literally like you know, um, it's hard to like label things, and I I don't want to label things, okay. which is why I say steer away from the personality test yeah. at first. Because even now, as you're talking, you know, I th- that's exactly what I did to go explore my strengths, I went first to the strengths finder. So now every time I think about my strengths, I'm pulling out, like, it's hard for me to separate, you know, what I'm observing about my natural self Mm -hmm. and what I, you know, learned from that test. Um, So what I think the most powerful thing to do is to um, like, for example, for your MMA student, there's like meal prep or meal planning is draining because that that's logistical. There are things that need to be lined up. There are things that need to happen in sequential order. Um, That can be difficult. Uh, But then homesteading is all about like, what are the foundations of it? Uh, What is it at its core? What are you actually doing? Well, you're making things come alive. You have to nurture she probably has a strength of nurturing, of anticipating needs, of being a natural, I don't know what the word is, like need meter, like <laughs> cultivator. She's like a natural cultivator. Um, she has, I don't know, this like caretaking. It's like a nurturing is like the word that keeps that keeps mm. coming back to my head. But one thing that you could do in the moment um, is to, it's actually a coaching technique. It's called the five whys, but you can extend it to however many, like you don't have to just do five. You could do a million whys, but it's um, just asking why again and again and answering it. So for example, like, why do I love homesteading? Answer that question. I love homesteading because I like seeing things grow that I plant. Why do you like that? Why do you like seeing things grow that you plant? Well, it's really empowering for me to see that the actions that I take today created life tomorrow. Why do you like that? Why is creating life really important to you? Well, I think it's really magical that life can, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> just take it as far as you freaking can and then get down to the heart and the root of it. And you not only find a strength there, but you find a motivation too. Like what I really think that our strengths that like we as humans are here to protect like values in this world. We're here to protect parts of the heart of the world and to create a better future and protect like the life that is here. 
and our different strengths are used to protect that whatever part of that life we're here to protect. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense to any brain but mine because I overthink and I over romanticize. There it is. Um, But asking those five whys will get you really, really deep. It's also very difficult once you start getting past like the third or the fourth why to keep getting down to the root. And then Mm -hmm. I would say like, don't stop at five, like keep going until you like absolutely can't anymore. You're going to get down to rock bottom where it's like, you realize that something, you realize something so deep about yourself that it never changes. Like this is a thing about you that has always been true and will always be true. It's very grounding. Wow. It's a great exercise. So there are no labels to your strengths. Mm. It's more of like a discovery. What what motivates you? What drives you? What are you here to protect? What do you value? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, but that that was <laughs> that was such a good example. That even the way that you broke that down and you were able to kind of take go from okay, homesteading is the growth, which is the nurturing, which is like that, that's, I guess, kind of what I was looking for. Um, just for, just for the, the, the listeners that are like, I just need an example. And maybe that'll give me mm. a push to kind of know what, what to do. Um, that, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, stay away from the word banks. Yes. The discovery. Um, Use them like those are fine. Like after you've done. Yes. Yeah. So like maybe you're approaching the word bank with like an already like you have this sense. You know you've Mm -hmm. journaled about through all these things. Yeah. You have a sense and you're looking for a word that matches this feeling that you have. Okay. Then go find the words. Know it. Okay. Yes. That makes sense. Oh my goodness! I can't wait to do this. I'm I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm like, okay, where do I come alive? Let's figure it out, guys. I thought I knew, but I'm I feel like I have learned today that I don't know my strengths. And I thought I did. Mm. I mm. thought I knew what they were. And you know what? We we shift and we grow as humans. So you can know things today and maybe learn, you know, discover deeper, even deeper tomorrow. Um, the strengths that we that we think we have today, we might find a deeper, richer version or manifestation of them tomorrow or the next season. Because as life happens, it like chips away, like almost like we're this rock, and Michelangelo is there, you know, underneath the massive rock. We just have to chip away to find the sculpture, and that's what happens every day with life. You know, bringing obstacles, we have to rise up and we have to pull out our strengths. We have to grow as humans. Every day we're chipping and we're chipping and we're chipping to find the sculpture underneath. So what you think today is true, but there's also more to discover. Mm, That is so good. That I I actually really want to end it there. I think that's a really great place to end it because that gives us so much to work with. And um, guys, I'm really excited because Kaylin is going to be speaking in MMA this Sunday. So Um, if you are like, I want more of this, this is the, our guest expert workshop for February is going to be all about this, but we're going to dive in even a little bit deeper. So come join us inside the, the meant for motherhood Academy. You can find some details about that in the, in the show notes. I'll have a link there for you. And, um, you'll be able to not only get in live to, 
um, hear Kaylin and her amazing genius and goodness and everything that she's going to lead us in that workshop. But you'll also, of course, be part of the community and you'll be able to come to all the workshops and everything else there. So more details about that in the show notes. But I'm going to go ahead and transition us into a couple of fun questions and then we'll close out. Um, but my, well, one of my questions was, was going to be what your Enneagram number, but we already know you're four. <laughs> What's your, but do you know your four is we- like notorious for like always telling people they're Enneagram fours? <laughs> I don't know. Cause I don't know a lot about fours. Like I actually like, know the least I think about fours. So like what, like what is a four? Um, they're very, they kind of tend to live in a fantasy world. They're very dreamy vision casting. They romanticize things. Okay. They build up stories and fantasies in their heads. Um, I guess that's like the negative side. Like you can live in a negative. (laughs) Well, you could like live in this fantasy world, but then also it's like very dreamy. Like they bring like they like like life. I mean, like even like there are some times in this conversation where I was like, did I go too deep? Like, did my no, like oh my even gosh. like I feel like I uh, hold back sometimes. But um, Enneagram floors tend to go very deep. They like to think. They like to get down to the root of things. But then also that that's a strength. But then like as we're talking about like shadow sides of strength is that they can get lost in yeah. those fantasies. Mm. Um, yeah. Like, what I go that? on and on like motivator? stop, stop. <laughs> what's the motivator because like I'm, I'm identity identity yeah they oh. they struggle they never feel like they understand who they are so now we're getting real deep <laughs> no I'm I'm thinking about because I so I I'm a three but I, ha- I think I have a very strong you have a wing four, four. yeah I'm a four mm-hmm. wing because I, I, well, I, I, every time I look at the different wings, I know I'm, I, I, I just, I do see that I'm not a two wing, but I wasn't quite, I was still kind of figuring out the four wing, but it really does make sense. Like I'm also very deep getting to the root of things is very important to me. And I also struggle with identity because Mm -hmm. like my actual background of like my whole adoption story and everything like that has been like a real practical struggle for me. And that's like one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about like living in your calling and just unapologetically Mm, pursuing mm -hmm. it and things of that nature, because even though our, our identity is in Christ. And so I teach of course, biblically, like, yes, the identity is in Christ, but I've had to wrestle with like giving myself permission to be like, I, I do matter. I do have a reason that God has put yep. me here. Cause I really struggle. You're with- four. You're <laughs> <only> four. <laughs> I, I do. I really, I, I know my core motivator comes back to achievement though. Like I, that, that much I do know. I don't tend to be very, um, dreamy in general. Um, but I'm very visionary, but I don't tend to be super dreamy or like romanticizing like that. I'm, I'm very like, did I achieve today? Did I, did I achieve? <laughs> I need to achieve the things that I said I was going to achieve. <laughs> that is me, but I, I see the, and then I'm the one who will be staring in the corner, you know, out, uh, looking out a window as it's raining and thinking, who am I? But who am I really? I love that. I love, <laughs> I love that. I feel like I would rather be you to be honest with you, because sometimes I get tired of being so achievement driven. I'm like, can I take, get away, like get achievement, go. I want to not. Well, you're a three wing like four and I'm a four wing three. So maybe like one day we can just like do a, a freaky, freaky Friday. Friday kind of. <laughs> <laughs> <Perfect>. Yes. 
Okay, we're going to schedule the Freaky Friday situation because that is happening. Um, Speaking of Freaky Friday, that's not really a good segue, but I'm going to use it anyway because the Freaky Friday is a movie. <laughs> oh I'm trying to be really clever here, guys. Jerry Lindsay Lohan's glory days. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And it ended at Mean Girls and that was it. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's like all she needed, though. I mean, Mean Girls was like the movie to to end all movies, in my yep. opinion. That's so true. That's so true. Like, I, I'm almost certain my husband loves that movie more than I do. Like, and I'm like, I just, I was so shocked, like, when we were dating to find out that he loved Mean Girls. And I was like, like should, sorry, should I should... be concerned or like... Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. Yeah, let's go with it. <laughs> let's go with that. Yeah, absolutely. He he's um I can't think of his favorite line. Oh, it's gonna bother me. I really want to say it. Oh my gosh, it's 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 the one of them was when he goes, You don't even go here. Like <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck. laughs> Okay. Oh my gosh. Speaking of movies. What is like your favorite movie or show or book or all of it or podcast or whatever that like you're totally loving right now that you're like, oh my gosh, everyone needs to watch this or listen? Well, I mean, listeners can't see, but I'm giving Caroline like a death glare because she should know. Of course I know! (laughs) Guys, I'm a Gilmore Girls, like I'm an honorary Gilmore girl. I'm self-dubbed. I have been like initiated into the Gilmore Girls clan. And to be fair, me too. We are like one in the same. (laughs) Like seriously. Thanks. Um, It's it's like it's always on. But um, movie-wise, so like Gilmore Girls is the show that's always like it's a part of my life. It's always on background. Uh, movie the movie the movie version is probably you've got mail that's always going on repeat if I Ooh, need okay. a break from dare I say Gilmore Girls but like if, if I need to give it a minute to like further seep in you know the Gilmore Girls goodness to seep in okay sure sure <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell them that you said that <laughs> and sometimes I watch West Wing it's probably okay. like those three things we actually just um, deleted Netflix because there's no need. I bought all the Gilmore Girls DVDs. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're like, Netflix is out of here. That's like, it was, its only purpose was to play Gilmore Girls. Oh my goodness. I could never do that because my husband would have a, have, a, have a, he would not, he's, he's, he's a, he constantly, <laughs> I'm the same as you where I watch things over and over and over again. And he's like always watching something new. And I'm like, well, time is so precious and uh, time is so precious. Why would you want to like chance it on a new show? Like, right. Yeah. I did that with like pretty mm-hmm. little liars. I went down that rabbit, that rabbit trail. Like it was, it sucked me in. It was like the best ride of my life, but it ended so crazy. I just, I said, never again. I'm never straying from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Always come back. Oh my goodness. Well, it's been such a pleasure to have you on today. My last question for you is what does stewarding your well, do I want to sorry, I'm gonna edit this out. Um, do I want to ask people where they can find you for now? Yeah, I think I do. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say that again. I'm gonna say it's pleasure and then I'm gonna say where can people find you and then I'm gonna say what does stewarding your calling in the home in the world mean to you? Okay, got it. All right. So 
It's been such a pleasure having you on today. Um, where can everyone find you, connect with you, learn more about you, all that jazz? Um, just type in Joy to Lead on like any platform and I'm there. Don't go to Facebook because I don't like partying on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Uh, I have a podcast, the Joy to Lead podcast. Um, yeah, just type in Joy to Lead and you'll find me. Yeah. And she has this really cool thing too. I haven't taken advantage of it yet because it doesn't work with my timing, but um, where she has like free monthly co-working session for business owners, yes. which is super cool that you offer that. Um, so yeah. if you are a business Everyone who's on my email list uh, gets a link every month to come join us. They're super That's fun. Really cool. That's awesome. I will have to join you guys one day. It just does not align with- I know. I do have a smack dab during nap time. <laughs> Which makes like, sense. Yes. <laughs> but for you, because your kids are, because you're, ch- well, you kids, but like, because Millie's yeah, one's cooking children, you know, it's, it's, it's a different transition. Uh, we're going, we're going in your, your kids, by the way, are going to do what my kids did. So, cause yeah. my kids are back to back February 21st and 23rd. So it sounds like you guys oh, you may have back to back birthdays yep. too. Yep. Um, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, very much so. But now that they're four and two, the the timings are getting a little different let's just say we'll have to have That's a side interesting a because yeah like our kids are um millie will be yeah it's gonna be two years exactly right two years you two said years. she's two and a half right oh uh, it'll be three yeah it'll be I three math. yeah i was like when they're born they're one that's their first year <laughs> right exactly <laughs> So oh, she may be gosh. dropping that nap by the time the baby comes around, which is a don't speak that. I'm like, sorry. Don't, I don't speak I, that. Take oh, it back. She will, she will nap until she's seven, actually. Yep. She and will. That, if she's anything like her mama, she'll be napping till she's 28. There we go. <laughs> I won't say anything more, but um uh, thank you so much. You guys can definitely go follow her, get on her email list, join her co-working sessions that she has monthly, um, follow her on Instagram. She really is a joy. And my last question for you, Kaylin, is what does stewarding your calling in the home and the world mean to you? You told me this question was coming and this whole time I'm like anxiously, like my heart's like pounding. Like this is the hardest question. Um, so whew, I think. Okay, in this moment, I, I really want to have something like so profound to say. Like, I feel like I need to have some kind of like world shifting epiphany for myself. It's the so I think, Yeah, it is. It's like, you need to matter right now. <laughs> um, I think when I hear you ask that question in this season, in my everyday, when I'm struggling with my energy, I'm struggling to show up as my fullest self. I think it all comes back to, gosh, this is going to sound so cheesy, but seeking joy. And for me, that means remaining curious, creative, and playful, and then allowing grace to come in and fill in the gaps. Mm. Um, Because I mean, right now, like everything, if I let it can be stressful. Yeah. Uh, Like even just today, potty training, and I'm tired and my two-year-old two and a half year old wants to play all day. And I have a stomach the size of a basketball hanging off of me. And I do not want to jump, play jumping with you right now. I do not want to jump. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to clean the bedroom. I don't want to do all these things. 
Um, but in the moment, just being open and curious and staying playful, I think that's the biggest thing for me. You know, I get so focused, you know, when I'm locked into a task, it, I, it has to be accomplished. Or, you know, if I break my focus, if I stop doing this thing, I'll get very irritable or impatient. Um, but letting myself break that focus and letting myself step back from anything that I'm doing and to be playful and take a playful moment or take a playful approach to be playful in the moment allows me to have more joy. And I think that's what it's about, finding ways to cultivate joy in what you're doing and the things that have to get done. There are still things that have to get done that aren't fun, that are outside of my strengths, Um, but letting myself remain joyful through those is probably the way I can best worship with my life. Mm. And that is where we're going to end that because that was profound and amazing and beautiful (laughs) and everything that we all needed to hear. Thank you so much, Kaylin, for being here, for sharing your wisdom, your joy, your passion with us today. This is already one of my absolute favorite episodes and it's just an honor to have you here. Thank you so much, Caroline. I'm so blessed. Thank you for listening to Meant for This. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If you love what you heard today, I'd love it if you left me a five-star review on iTunes and subscribe to the show. Also, I'd love to hear from you. If you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of today's episode was by taking a screenshot of you listening to the show, sharing it to your Instagram stories, and tagging me so I can see it and connect with you. Thanks so much for tuning in, everyone. I'll see you next time.